This one's for the culture. Me and wifey in the room thinking of a master plan Thinking how we can influence the culture from where we stand Knowing that our steps are ordered by the master's hand Still ten toes down, we ain't switching up the stance And welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 63 of the Bond Chronicles I am Mr. Bond Chronicles, a.k.a. Goku Black today And I'm blessed to be here with my host Mrs. Bond Chronicles, just regular old robin bond today yeah you got the yellow shirt with the yellow hair blonde it was a yellow thing yellow thing was that black and yellow but that was a lemonade lemonade yeah yeah. all yellow yeah all right um yeah so we're back if you've been not living under a rock and had your notifications on and other things like that You've seen that last week we went to a concert. And concert might be understating what it was for me. Um, I will say this has gotten off to one of the better musical years of my life. As far as Coachella, as far as the Fabio show, as far as Coldplay, who we waited to like the night before to buy the tickets. Literally the night before. We were procrastinating, although I knew I wanted to see her. They just, everybody kept popping up with shows. And even since then, Lil Dirk has decided he's coming back this way on the deluxe edition of his tour. So I bought those tickets. Um, So yeah, I usually start these things, but I'm going to throw it to you, let you expound, and then I'll get in so that it's not just one voice for eight minutes. (laughs) What were your thoughts of the Coldplay show? I mean, it was amazing. Like, I have seen, I think every band, almost every band that I wanted to see live, I have seen. Um, the first time I saw Coldplay was at Lollapalooza in Chicago in like 2011. And the concert itself was really dope, but the experience kind of sucked because of the person that I went with. Who'd you go to Lollapalooza with? Courtney's dad. Oh. <laughs> um, but Coldplay was there that year, and they were amazing. So fast forward 10 years, basically, a little more than 10 years. Um, they had the same big hits then, or most of those hits some, have been made? Some since? of them um, were had been made since then. Mm-hmm. Like Paradise, um, something just like this. Those were all new. Um. But it it was true then, and it was true, you know, on Wednesday. Like Coldplay puts on an amazing show. Chris Martin's energy is out of this world. He be dancing, he be dancing, gyrating, moving. Like he was in his bag. Um, but not just him though. Like the opening act, Shade. Um, we had no idea who they were until they sang their last song, which is like super popular all over the radio and commercials. Um, and then obviously her, like we have been dying to see her for what a year and a half, maybe since the album came out. minimum since the album came out. Um, and for me, it was kind of weird because the first time I actually saw her, was at Broccoli City Festival four years ago. 
three or four years ago, but I had no idea who she was. I hadn't listened to any of her music. I was completely uninterested, but I was there with Brittany and Daryl and Brittany was like all into the vibe. And I was just like, yeah, this is whatever. I'm waiting for, I think that was the year Cardi B was on there. Um, so, you know, I just paid her no attention and, you know, kicking myself in the butt now <laughs> because, you know, four years later, she's one of the biggest R&B acts in the world. Um, and I think it was, an, I think it's an amazing opportunity for her to be touring with Coldplay because that just opens up her fan base to a whole new, you know, group of people. Like she, and her performance was so good. Like it, like there were, there are few words that I can use to accurately describe just how amazing of a performer she is. And not just vocally either, because um, she played the guitar, um, she played, played the drums. Um, she It was just amazing. It was just overall, hands down, really, really, really great show. I don't know where it ranks on the hierarchy of shows that I've been to. Um, but it was just amazing. We had an amazing time. So my first question for you is, obviously you've been to more, significantly more shows um, than I have. Mm -hmm. When you see someone, would you rather see an act at a festival or on their tour for, say, a specific album? Um, it depends on the act. Like, if I've seen them previously before, you know, be it a festival or their own show, I'm more open to seeing someone at a festival. Um, but if I've never seen someone on their own tour or their own, you know, lineup or whatever, um, I prefer to see them in their element and not in someone else's. Um, I think one of the best things about festivals is you get exposed to a lot of music in a very short, you know, period of time. Mm -hmm. But one of the worst things about festivals is you get exposed to a lot of artists, you know, in a very short period of time. And I found some of, you know, some artists that I really, really enjoy at music festivals, and I've never seen them on their own personal tours. Um, so I think it really just depends on the artist. Newer artists that, you know, I'm just getting familiar with, and I like their vibe, I would like to see them on their own show. Okay. Older folks, you know, I catch you at a festival. With the exception of J. Cole. I will see J. Cole wherever, whenever, however, from now until he stops performing. Well, you can see him in Toronto uh, playing basketball <laughs> in Drake's League currently. No. Um, I actually wouldn't mind watching him play basketball. I'm sure. Um, so, for starters... Uh, again, we waited to like the last minute, but I knew a way more Coldplay songs than I thought I knew, mm -hmm. uh, for starters, or I, I've heard and liked a bunch of Coldplay songs. I don't know them per se. Um, and so that part of the festival life or music shows, I haven't experienced a ton, especially I'm going to see new people touring newer albums where you don't know all the words to all the songs. Um, I think when you get a Coldplay, I was really impressed with the mix. They mixed in some of the new, 
but they played a bunch of the old. And it wasn't like, here's our whole new album, then there's a set of old hits. It was just like sprinkled, sprinkled in, in going back and forth. Uh, I also would lean to, I would prefer to see an act that I enjoy on their tour because I think they have more creative control. Mm-hmm. And after what we saw with Coldplay, I have more of an understanding of why Kanye didn't do Coachella. Because what I saw Kanye do at the listening sessions and what I saw Kanye do at the Free Hoover, I don't think he could have done that at Coachella. He totally could have done that at Coachella. You realize, so he would have just been in the middle of the field in Coachella? Like, you would have had to use the stage. Potentially. Like... They and weren't going to change the entire set. They changed it for, be- like, and that's the thing, like, they've changed it for Beyonce. They've changed it and they've set it up for multiple people, you know, who headline at the end of the night. For Kanye, I'm sure they would have made some concessions. Some. Agreed. They couldn't have built a house <sighs> on set, which he had at all of his parties. I don't think they would have built this massive mound and then the screens, I just feel like it would have been hard. And he was just running a lot of places. I understand how that could have been somewhat problematic for him versus even on his tour, it's the life of Pablo. We've but all I seen. Say, even on his tours, like not all of the play, like specifically like life of Pablo, um, the Yeezus tour. Watch the throne. Um, no, not watch the throne. Like, cause Watch the throne. They had a pretty basic stage setup. They had these two massive squares they was on. Yeah, but I don't feel like that takes a lot of. I'm saying based on foresight. where Coachella was located, I just don't know how you get that in and out in a day, or not even a day. Mm, a few hours. Not even that, because he would be on right after whoever's before him. Like, but, but that's unless the you thing. would just have it set up all day. No, and, and I think that's a thing that you, when you're organizing these kinds of events, those are the sorts of things you consider. Because, like, when you think of Beyonce's Coachella set, like, she had... I haven't oh, watched it. Just, oh, because you suck at life. I've seen, it was like, amazing. one Beyonce performance in my life, and I think that was a Super Bowl. Just oh, pray for him, y'all. Um... But no, she had like a whole like thing that came out towards the audience. Like there was foresight, you know, thought plans put into what her stage looked like or mm-hmm. what her setup was. Even how the, long you think she planned that? I don't. I mean, I don't. She said it in the documentary, but I don't remember. Yeah, I didn't watch that either. I know you didn't. <sighs> um, but even like the Swedish House Mafia slash The Weekend set. Doja Cat set, the little baby set, like everybody was on that the stage. Ma- the stage. So I think had Kanye wanted to expand his space, they could have made okay. room for it. Fair enough. We'll agree to disagree. We'll agree to disagree. Um, the point of this was and sorry, Kanye, if he does go on tour for Donda Donda 2 or whatever he was going on tour for. I don't think he's going to have that house set up thing either. You haven't seen the house since the listening parties. Because he hasn't performed Donda since the listening parties. Right. So maybe 
it's going to be completely different than what you thought it's because going even to be. in Miami we saw the house was back and they <sighs> burned it down and it split in two and it was on there's water. What? After the three listening parties, he had another show in Miami where the music wasn't right. Where Fabio came, Alicia Keys and Autumn was there. That was after mm. the release. That was after everything. The house was still there. I don't remember. And they set it on fire. He didn't run out of it this time. They just set it on fire. Right. And that was why all the water was around. Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't know how. <laughs> okay. He literally threw the mic into the water because it wasn't working. Was I here? Well, did we watch that together? I don't think we watched that together. Okay, maybe so. This is not a Kanye uh, <laughs> podcast. Um, so no, I the reason I was asking is because like when they had the confetti stuff, mm-hmm. like I feel like that was a our tour thing. The what'd you do with it? What did I do with what? What's the wristband? I gave it to you. It was on the here on the table. Oh. Uh, Technical difficulties, y'all. We're missing a prop. The prop, I went to get my drink and I left it. But it was a wristband. Watch the videos. And it lit up. And the whole stadium lit up. But everybody's was doing like random colors. Um, I feel like those are all my show things. I don't know if you give those out at Coachella because you'd have to give out for all the people that might not even be at your set. Right. Um, So for me, as it stands... And I haven't seen Fabio at a festival. I haven't seen, I haven't really been to festivals. So I will be curious to see like Lil Baby set when he's on with Chris Brown, because we would have seen him at all festivals, not his own thing. So I've seen pictures of Push and what he's doing. And I'll be curious to see what Push does at something in the water. So I'm just trying to see the the creativity, flexibility that comes with it. But it was amazing. Like I... And it was just such a, a seamless experience because we got there. The only thing we ran into a hiccup with, if you go to FedEx, which they did say in the email, but I thought they were kind of kidding. Um, <laughs> why? I don't know why you thought they were kidding. It can only be a clear bag. I always wear like a uh, fanny pack or what do you call it? Messenger bag, I guess, uh, because I don't like stuff in my pockets and I don't trust people. So I like to have it in a centralized location, usually under a jacket or under a shirt, somewhere that people can't easily get to. So we were walking up and they had lockers. I was like, oh, that's cool. But they had these little baby lockers, not like Coachella, which had cool big lockers. Uh, that and was, came at a premium price. <laughs> that was a minimal price for the convenience. This is true. I would have paid probably double in hindsight if we needed to. <laughs> well, Coachella, don't change the price. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. It was it was just the event. We walk in. We the line wasn't crazy long. The weather was hot, but it wasn't just beaming hot. Like we were in the shade when we were waiting in line. Oh, when we were getting, I was gonna say because once we got down to the floor, but the way the stadium is set, it wasn't like the sun was like over like overhead. It was like in the distance, but you could still feel it. But you were still hot. Yeah, you were hot, but it wasn't like, oh my God, the melting. I'm melting. Um, so we walked in, they gave us armband. We had some pins that I also don't have as props, which we'll put on social media as well. Um, or I can put some pictures up uh for the for the for our viewing audience. But it was just simple, but really cool. Like we were able to walk to the floor. We got a yellow wristband, we had a separate line for people that were on the floor. We walked in and people were just chilling. 
and the hype was building. We didn't know when they were starting. We didn't know really what order. We didn't even know Shade was Shade. Yes, Shade. Shade. We didn't know they were coming. Uh, I just knew her was there. I didn't know when her was coming out. I didn't know how many openers there was going to be. But it was just a vibe and an experience. And then as the night kind of set in and as the sun went down and then the lights came on, it was just an experience. And then her and her music and her ability to cater to is Coldplay rock. Is that considered rock? Yeah. Alternative. Well, she was playing rock songs. Um, like We Will Rock You, wish our kids could have been there. They love that song. They love that song, so they would have loved that, yeah. There was a couple other renditions of like rock songs she did. I can't remember exactly, but it was just a seamless transition while she actually played her album, which, again, when it's your tour, I would think she would have did more of her album. Uh, she did a couple of the big ones that I, I was happy for. There was a couple I wish we could have got. Um but overall, just a really, really dope performance. Uh, the confetti was going off at random times. Then these massive... Scared the bejesus out of me a couple times. Yeah, because we were very, very close, as I like to be. And then uh, the balls were coming, and you kind of had to make sure the ball didn't come back and get you. Unfortunately, I didn't get to hit the ball, <clears throat> but that's okay, too. Uh, they walked. Coldplay was walking back and forth. to Between two stages. <clears throat> Two, and then they ended up on the third stage for the people in the farther back, the losers who didn't want to. No, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> um, people on the floor paid, I think, the same price as us. But if you get there late, and there was plenty of time up until like her set to get pretty close. Mm -hmm. uh, by the end of her set, like you was, you was going. Have you to, was at where you was at. Yeah, uh, I had to go get a drink of water, and that was not the funnest thing in the world. It was hot. And on my way back with both my hands full, because it was me and her. And people wasn't super amenable to allowing me through. Uh, so I had to, you know, put my big boy pants on, use my deep black voice. Deep black voice. And uh, people were able to skedaddle on. But just good vibe, good people. White people was rocking, especially even the hers joint. Like, there's a couple of videos we posted where, like, they was head almost headbanging and such. Didn't really do the mosh pit thing, which I'm okay with. I'm totally okay with that. I'm too old for that now. It was funny because obviously we got there pretty early. Mm -hmm. um, so as it filled in, you know, different groups started to fill in around us. And the main group that we were with, I think they were all a bunch of like 20-somethings who were friends from Utah. Utah and other various places because some of them lived here. Oh, did they? Uh, some of them lived here, some of them lived in California. California. Um, but they were all friends and they were here for mostly Coldplay. There was one little white guy, yeah. I can't, I, I don't, we were introduced, but I don't remember his name. Um, he was so excited to see her, and every like he kept saying. Would, would that cause you damage? Or he kept singing one of her lyrics to like everything. It was his response to everything. And I remember catching a glimpse of him when she was on stage, and he was like totally in like entranced by the performance and everything. Like he, it was really funny to see. Super cute though. Um, I it was a good crowd though. Really, generally, really just, good crowd. We did have the fortunate. Uh, situation where the tallest man in the building came and stood right in front of me. Um, nice guy, just beat cancer. Don't know his name either. Mm -hmm. uh, throat cancer, but 
Yep. Uh, he slid right in for a moment and was all in the way. But uh, then <laughs> he, moved. he eventually moved and then they left um, just because I think there was like they had kids with them. They had kids, but there was also like this. It was like a you can't say midget. What do you, what do you call a small person? A small person. OK, so there was it was a little a, person. It was as if a little person was running around with like. For our older people, you know, they just had those black boxes that you would turn a twist on the back and turn on the heat. Um, it was like someone was walking around with that because there were random moments where it would just be like heat from like your belly button down and you would just feel the heat moving around. And it was pretty uncomfortable, not going to lie to you, but occasionally you would get a breeze, thank God. So I would say... It's a world tour. They're probably gone from America now pretty soon. Mm-mm. No, they're here for a little bit. Like a month. By July, I think they start South America. They just came from South America. So then they're going across the pond. I was going to say, I think they hit Europe again now. Yeah. Anyway, really, really dope time. Had a had a, had a blast. Um, as of now, it's definitely life-changing. Uh, so what makes it life-changing for you? Uh, more so the experience. It was just, I hadn't experienced that. Like I've been, I went to a country concert at the same venue years ago. It was just the vibe, the, the, the sounds, the visuals, like it just, it's something that as of now, I think will stick with me just like skydiving, just like zip lining. Like I've zip lined a couple times at different places, but yeah. zip lining upside down is a little different. Superman oh, yeah, zip line. You went upside down? No, you went upside yeah, down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was like, you said we did that. No, like, no, we no, did no. not go upside down. Uh, but no, it was just like a big festival at a big venue for different experiences for me. I hadn't been doused in confetti and dodging balls and stuff from that close. Like, I've been also, like, I did the Mary and Jay-Z tour, but I was in the stands. Mm-hmm. So it was different being in the crowd. Mm-hmm. So for right now, like I said, it was, it's definitely up there for one of my <laughs> top shows. Uh, Reach Records actually puts on a phenomenal show too. Haven't been to one of those here in a, in a while now, but they they just, performers are, are doing their thing. Um, but yeah, definitely check out we, more footage coming. Uh, they'll definitely turn that bell on. We have a special, special video. Uh, that we'll be uploading should be available by the time of this recording uh, for you guys to check out kind of a compilation of everything at once versus an Instagram story that disappears or Snapchat or TikTok, all those things. Does TikTok disappear? Yes. TikTok disappear as well. So, oh, no, no, no. TikTok stays. TikTok stays. So yeah. there's some stuff on TikTok. Uh, we and haven't... I didn't even know you were posting to TikTok or Snapchat. I think I was talking to Carrie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, how is Coldplay? Ray posted on Snapchat. I feel like I was there because he posted like everything. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's his thing. I did get feedback that there was a lot of videos posted. And the fact that I took them, you're going to see. Yeah. So you can yeah, skip yeah. or embrace the moment. Uh, because there's going to be a lot of that. Justin Bieber is this Friday, and guess what? More videos to come. Seeing as how I bought the ticket two years ago, I have no idea which album he's going to perform because he's put out like two and singles. So who knows? I'm excited. And guess where we'll be? Give me a recap. I'll be here next Monday. Uh, 
But in the celebration of people, in the celebration of talent, we have to give much respect. And we don't typically cover uh, sports here. So we're going to start on a positive note and then we'll kind of deviate. Kind of positive, kind of not, depending on who you are. Uh, LeBron James, black man. Uh, for those of you who watch me on ASAP Sports or have ever been in a group chat with me when Kobe was in active in the NBA, like I am a Kobe guy. I have been very critical of LeBron only because people want to compare him to Jordan, only because they try and put him at a level I don't think he's quite at. But I have a great reverence and respect for LeBron. Coming out of high school, I had a St. Vincent, St. Mary jersey. I had the first set of LeBrons that came out. I was a fan. Let me make that 100% clear. Now, what LeBron has become as a human, I think, does not get enough credit. And he gets a lot of credit, but I've never really seen anything substantiated as far as him being a bad husband. I've never really seen anything substantiated as him being a bad dad. You don't really hear about him getting DUIs, drug arrests, anything. Like, you might not like some of his stances on things, but he's unapolog unapologetically him. And even with the stances that he's taken, um, when Donald Sterling was going through his racist stuff, when George Floyd went through it and they were, the NBA skipped the game and LeBron was a big part of that as well. He has not been afraid to speak up. Even he's been very critical of president Trump during his tenure. And even in spite of that, he's continued to rise and he doesn't just rise. His four horsemen rise, whether it be Maverick, rich or Randy, like they've all excelled at a high level. And he, is the epitome of putting your people on Facts. and they are the epitome of the village. So to speak, they didn't fumble the bags. They didn't blow it because a lot of people, we see them all the time. And we talked about YSL <clears throat> last week and young thug and them. Like sometimes when you put people on, they yeah, aren't people you shouldn't have put on. They help tear, tear it down. We were, we were talking about the Selena movie mm. and one of her closest people ruined it for everybody. Oh, she killed her, so. Yeah, but when the money's gone, the money's gone. Yeah. So we just saw, unfortunately, Scoob, who's an Atlanta rapper, was just shot in his car Saturday night. So we are seeing, and we've talked about the murders of the, whether it be the Dolphs or the Nipsies. Not only did he make it out, he brought people with him, and they also excelled. And I don't think that that group gets enough. They have Spring Hill Entertainment, and I can't wait for that documentary on their upbringing mm -hmm. and just how they made it. Similar to, I would love to see, like Kanye had the back in time thing. Like, I would love to see the, the high school aspect of that, the all of that stuff to see how they managed to do it. Um, Rich Paul is dating Adele now. And by all accounts, she's smitten. Like, she's all in. Smitten. Like, I'm not trying to downplay him, but she's her. Facts. And this guy from Akron, Ohio, that was LeBron's guy, is now the man. And so it's just, I can't say enough for what he does. And Savannah, his wife, the way she carries herself. I love her. I do. I mean, just generally, I love them, but I love her. 
Did you have more? I did, but I wanted to let you finish your oh, statement. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> their kids, like, the biggest controversy to come out about their kids is the fact that it's somewhat the problem with a white girl. Like, there are much bigger issues that kids, Kirk Franklin's son and others we've discussed on here, have dealt with. And they just figure it out. And I'm sure there's a great team, and they're not perfect, but they just do such an exceptional job of being them and exuding black excellence. Facts. And we talk about a lot of people a lot of times in pop culture, whether it's Oprah or Tyler Perry or Steve Harvey. And on that aspect, I don't think LeBron James gets enough credit. We we killed Space Jam 2 because it was corny. And he's sometimes corny. I was watching him yesterday, and he had this workout video. And it was just a lot. Mm -hmm. He's just in some super tight Nike Pro spandex with no shorts, no shirt. I didn't even see all that. It was a lot. <laughs> um, but that's him. You know, and I just, I really value and appreciate him being him. Um, I don't always agree with him, but. Shout out to you. One billion down, a lot more to go. I think they're just, just getting started as he continues to advance in his professional career, whatever that may be after basketball. But I just can't say enough for, for what he has accomplished and just more shouts to him and what he will accomplish in the future. I mean, I feel like you said everything that I wanted to say. Um, I do. Like, I'm a fan of LeBron. I don't think he's better than Mike. I don't think he's better than Kobe, but I definitely think he's up there um, as far as basketball goes. But the man he is off the court, like you said, he's given back so much. He has done so much for, you know, the people of his hometown, for the people, you know, who supported him as he was coming up as a star. Um and, and uh, like you said, a big part of that is the group of people that he keeps around him. Him and Savannah have been together since high school. You know, like that within itself is a feat that, shoot, 80% of Hollywood can't even accomplish. Being a successful, I don't want to say stress-free because I'm sure they have plenty of stress in their life. But it's like non-toxic. Like they don't have a bunch of scandals going on every week. You like, and people outside of basketball have a hard time finding something bad to say about him. Um, and I think this goes across the board for most sports pundits, other players, um, in this day and age to be as huge of a person as he is around the world for there not to be an iota of dirt on you anywhere, like, it's it's unheard of. But he and his wife and their family have managed to accomplish a feat that very few have been able to do. Um, again, I love Savannah. I love the way they love each other. Like, that is Black love, the epitome. Um, he, kudos to them, like, he is what, 36? I think he's 37. 37. Um, he's probably like realistically, he could retire now and it'd be fine. But <laughs> it sounds like he's gonna try to play a couple more years, maybe um, so that him and Bronny can play together. That would be, you know, an amazing thing to see. But the way that he takes care of his body, the way that he takes care of his energy and his mind, like, it's, it's, I can't wait to see 
what he does after basketball is over. Because I think we started to get a glimpse of what that looks like when Kobe retired and the things that he was starting to get involved in. Um, I I think it's just a thing for me. Like I really enjoy seeing Black people just be free Black people. It don't matter other people's opinions or you know what other people might think of whatever things you're doing. You just get to be just black <laughs> and awesome and just really show the world that there are no limits to what black folks can do um so that actually brings me to a point that i am not in a position right now to walk back my burn down the system narrative <laughs> because since we had the last pod there was a black mass shooter he killed four people which not to belittle for people but it ain't 10 and it ain't 20 kids uh the doctor was a uh he he heard him i guess they performed some kind of surgery dude was pissed you know how doctors be y'all don't want to talk to me about healthcare. um and he took out revenge and some people got in the way and they caught it too my point in saying that was I believe, and I said this, I think it was on this podcast a long, long time ago. I feel like our best chance at success, and I think I said it on here, was LeBron James like becoming president. Like I thought he would be capable of impacting that kind of change because he's seemingly unapologetically him, similar to, I believe, Kanye West is unapologetically Kanye. A lot of other black successful people, I believe, at a certain point, for lack of a better term, sell out. Um, or they get comfortable and things get convenient because they were they rely on other people to make their money. But Ye had a uh it was like a black panel so to speak a while mm, ago yeah where he had a bunch of people from a black magazines he had jason lee antonio brown uh shancia and others that were there and now he's gotten into donda sports and signed jalen brown and aaron donald who most people thought should have been a super bowl mvp and i do believe i'm be- we are beginning to see not only a surge in black dollar a surge in black power and influence but we're also seeing a surge in unapolog- unapologetically black pride. And the LeBrons, the Yays. Issa. I'm not going to say her yet for what I'm about to say, because I don't know enough about her HBO deal. And I still feel like certain narratives she pushed on Insecure, I didn't love. I mean, regardless of whether you like the narrative that she pushed, the, the- the stories that she was telling, like the one reason why it was so popular was people were relating to them. But even but when you I... look at what Hooray Studios or Hooray Radio, like she's outside of Insecure, she's done a whole lot. Um, the people who worked on Insecure, a lot of those people have gone on to work on other productions. They're directors on other shows. Like, you know, don't know. So let me, I'm going to say this. And this is no disrespect. Oh, jeez. Issa ain't them. Her money ain't theirs. We're talking billionaires. Right. We're talking Issa 
we congratulated her for getting 40 million from HBO. It's not the same. She works for HBO, which is a great step. But it ain't Tyler Perry building a studio where you can produce with your own money. It ain't. And when you haven't gone back and listened, but listening to what Nick Cannon has done, listening to what Will Smith, for lack of a better term, all the things he's done in the industry, I think Issa's getting there. I don't think her influence or her money is in their league. And the reason I was going down that path is I believe there is a lot of young, passionate people that are tired of things being the way they are. I think that's why Aaron Donald signed with Donda. He talked about it's not even really about sports. My wife is going to be involved in this. Like our family is going to be involved in this. The Colin Kaepernick's of the world, those people. And yes, I know he's trying to try out for football, but I wish people understood what it's like to have a dream, to have it fulfilled, and then to be have it taken away from you. Yes, you may not like the people you would, in essence, have to work for, because I don't think Colin's stance on the NFL has changed based on Colin in black and white, but he still loves football. And there's still only one league that really matters in playing football. People say, oh, we just want to play football. Go play in the XFL. Like, stop. When you've been to the Super Bowl as a quarterback, you're not going and playing in some fan-driven league. Like, you shouldn't have to, and your desire is just not going to be there. And if you don't understand it, then you haven't been great enough at anything yet. And I hope you get there. But I believe, and I don't know if it would be in this generation, but I think white people are starting to get on notice that there's a, a, a uprising of black people that are not only Black Panther-ish in their mindset and ideology, but they have money. And that money buys them influence. And I hope we get an opportunity to see it. And I think the key is that they would all need to come together and really potentially fall under one umbrella. And I think that's where things get really tricky because these are all supreme people that would have to kind of fall in line behind one leader potentially. But I think if we can get there, we can start to really shake some things up. And it might take, you know, Ye and Elon have a relationship. I'm sure LeBron has relationships with a lot. With Phil Knight, I'm sure he has a great relationship with Phil Knight. Um, and so you start to kind of build that thing. And I'm just, I'm l- more optimistic than I was uh, with him hitting this status. You look at, I don't put Jay-Z in that category. Um And Diddy is hard for me to put in that category yet because I've seen what he's done with record contracts. (laughs) With his new R&B label, if we see different contracts and we see different ownership and equity movements like um, Versus did, Lil Baby has talked about, I'm not signing no more deals unless we're talking about equity. We've seen what Drake has done. We are starting to see prominent, popular, polarizing minorities. Serena Williams is another one that are moving different. And so I don't know what's going to happen. I, I hope they can't take them all out. Uh, but we're seeing something. Shout out to Ye. Uh, this shirt is unlike anything I've ever worn. It's like a sweater t-shirt. For a small fee. 
for small fee, but I got small fee money. So <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Put your wallet on the table then. Goodness no, gracious. I'll, I'll put it on the table. No, it's um, okay. But no, I just, I'm a lot more optimistic than I was. Mm, so you don't need to burn it all down yet. Not yet. Not yet. Now, Not yet. I would say that would ex expedite the process. If we burn it down and then we have people ready to step in and build it up, just like the stock market, you you have you get yourself positioned so when it crumbles, you can take advantage. Yeah, yeah. So I think the two could work together. But um, we'll we'll put that aside for a moment and, and kind of watch them work. And Nick Cannon's interview on Joe's podcast led me to believe there might be more happening than we can see. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, it was bothering me. It's been there the whole episode. <laughs> Thanks. Um, the other point I wanted to make, and it's a much lighter point, but I wanted to get your opinion as a parent. Opinion as a parent. When you look at a lot, most, I'm going to use most, and this is not stat checked or what is it? Fact checked. Fact checked. This is not fact checked. This is just my observation. When I observe success, Mm -hmm. in relationships. Mm -hmm. I hear, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because of LeBron, high school. We met in high school. Yes, we a did. lot of people I know, a lot of people we know that are together successfully met in high school. Mm -hmm. So my question is, we have four children. Four children. That all plan to make it and go through high school. Yes. Do you believe parents should tweak their message to pursue high school relationships versus focusing on moving away and starting a life? No. So you still think, I think go to college, move away, live your life, get experiences is the right direction to lead people? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, by happenstance, a lot of people end up with people they met when they were younger. Mm -hmm. But I think also there's a large number of people who find love in completely random places. Like if things had happened differently between me and Kurt, I'd be living in England right now. Like yeah, but we can woulda, shoulda, coulda. Right. Everything. But but that's what I'm saying. Like I think I can't I won't say that you shouldn't still encourage your kids to go out and see the world. Because I think that's a huge part of growing up and growing into a person. Like, it's great if you find the love of your life at a young age and you're able to navigate what it's like to be in a relationship with someone through the super changing times of what your 20s are. Mm -hmm. um, but to say, I, I don't know, like... I'm not going to say like everybody's going to, mm, everybody learns different. Everybody learns about themselves differently. And just because you were the love of my life, or I thought you were the love of my life in high school, that doesn't necessarily always translate to who you become as an adult. Because I loved you in high school. We were great friends. Like you were one of the best people I no, new, back then, whatever. And again, if things had worked out differently, we both would be with other people. So we wouldn't even be able to count ourselves in that group of people who end up 
But with folks from high school. So let's just go down that road. Yeah. Hypothetically. Say we do date in high school. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the elephant in the room, there's no Courtney. Right. Unless you have luckily cheated with the same person <laughs> at the same time, the same day. <laughs> so obviously that's would that's that's a life-changing situation. Right. But given the experiences you faced in life, I would say for me in hindsight, and granted, I did marry two people from high school, so mm. I'm not the best case here. You did. Um, and I can't even say that because in hindsight, I'm dope, so I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't speaking about you. Um, I don't know. I just feel like as a parent, that puppy love, that kid love that people downplay, no, see, I think it's more real in it, a lot of cases. And it is 1,000%. Than adult love, which usually is based on conditions, is based on what I get out of it, where I think the innocence of high school, I'm not going to go with elementary. I think that's a little low. Adolescent, I think is a better word to use. Adolescent love. I think in high school, when you get a car, maybe you get a job, maybe you're an athlete, whatever you are, I think that is more genuine because there's not a bunch of other things driving your decisions. But a lot of times people will, I I, I did it. I knew I was going away to college. I I dumped her because I didn't want to cheat. I'm not a cheater. Um, but I have wondered, and I guess to this day, I would always wonder what happened. Granted, her life apparently didn't turn out as great as mine, in my opinion, but she could be doing great now. I don't know. I haven't seen her from six or seven, actually 10 years now. God. Um, but I just, you never know. And I feel like in a roundabout Kevin Samuels way, I don't know if we put enough emphasis on pursuing love over career. I think typically when you get to that age, it's career minded, it's college minded, it's military minded, it's started business minded, it's get workforce minded for whatever reason. And uh, you'll find someone later, live your life and you'll eventually meet somebody and it'll work out. And I just feel like statistically, I don't think that's sound. I think it, two things can be true. Because, like, if I could go back and talk to, what, 18-year-old me, there are definitely some decisions that I would tell myself to make differently. But ultimately, I would hope that I would still end up where I'm at today. Maybe I'd miss a few bumps and screws, bumps and bruises on the way. But I I don't know, because, like... All those things that you're saying, because you should be pursuing your career as a young person. And when you you're can, young, you have more just energy. Clarity, if you choose your high school sweetheart, that doesn't mean y'all don't work or don't go to school. No, no, yeah, for sure, that. for sure. But what you're saying is, you know, what most parents do is tell their kids, don't worry so much about these fickle little relationships that you're in focus on school focus on work and i don't think that's right i think you can find balance in the message to your kids because i mean it's gonna happen whether you want it to or not they're going to want to be in relationships or they'll sneak around and be in relationships like i rather there be an open line of communication 
about the way that they feel about, you know, the people that they're dating early on in life. Um, I feel like as parents, the best thing you can do is draw from your experience. Like we both had pretty strict upbringings, um, relatively, uh, you know, you did get into a little more than I did, but my upbringing was strict. I was, rebellious. but you were rebellious. Um, and I was too in my own right. Um, but for me, I can, I can speak for myself. The line of communication between me and my mom only ever broke down when we couldn't see eye to eye on decisions that I felt were more important to me than they were to her. And then, and that time period really sucked that we weren't speaking. And I don't want that to happen between me and my kids. So I'd much rather be more open to the conversation of love and what doing life with another person looks like at whatever age they want to start having those conversations. Obviously, I'm going to steer them more towards, you know, being stable and, you know, figuring out what you want to do with your life and find, you know, finding happiness on whatever terms they want to be happy on. But I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, you know, you're going to marry your high school sweetheart. Or, no, never, you know, don't consider marrying your high school sweetheart or whoever you were in love with, you know. Like I, th I think there's room in the middle between both of those points. That's fair. Uh, so speaking of in the middle, uh, you could argue that Amber Heard and Johnny Depp met <coughs> somewhere in the middle. Amber was seeking a hundred million. Johnny initially sued for fifty. Amber countersued for a hundred. Johnny got ten. I believe in Amber got two. Mm -hmm. So neither got anywhere close. I thought Johnny got 15. Was he 15? I thought the new number was two. Okay, no, 12. 10, sorry. 10 or 15, y'all can fact check it. I'm sure you've probably heard about it. Either way, she's lost, so to speak. So I don't know if Johnny's going to give her the two because she said she can't pay the 10. Uh, was the last I heard. So if it's 15, she's even more in trouble. But I think between what we heard on that trial and between what I heard in that Kendrick song, y'all need help. <laughs> Not y'all need help. Like, nah, but people do. Like, like y'all need Jesus. Y'all need prayer beads. Y'all need what's the thing that people save? Save. <laughs> Y'all need something, cause this stuff is nuts. Like, and these are like rich, famous people, and y'all just nasty, nasty, vindictive, toxic, manipulative, crazy, toxic, crazy. But y'all be staying. Yeah. The two, the 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 similarity between the, the crazy song and the crazy trial was y'all stayed through this stuff. And I don't know if it's a lack of self-love or self-respect. Like, I don't know if it's, we talked about it's better being a bad relationship or no relationship. I told you I felt about that. And now that I'm learning more about what 
transpires in these bad relationships. It's better to just be single. <laughs> I don't know that yet, but I can completely understand a different level. Could you imagine us arguing every, and I would, we don't even have to say every day, once a week we argue like they argue on that Kendrick song. No. Once a week. No. So would you stay? <laughs> it takes two to argue. Yeah. So at some point, I would have to weigh the situation if you're rich or if you're super attractive or if whatever, we got a bunch of, whatever the reasoning for staying, we're not going to argue like that. You, and it would have took you to poop in the bed one time. <laughs> one time. And we're, I'm out of here. Like, no, but that's the instant. Like, and, and so one last point, because I do want to make sure we get in this other situation was a woman found out her man was cheating. Cheating is pretty common. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And allegedly. No, she did it. I, I don't know if she's been found guilty. She There was a video. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to give someone the benefit of the doubt. She took her cheating boyfriend's mother's ashes. And let's let me let me explain this to you. A person cheats. You have a moment. You uh what's the word? You you confront them. Mm-hmm. They lie, they admit whatever. You deal with your emotions in that moment. Mm-hmm. Typically, life goes on in some form of fashion, whether you go home, whether you cry, whether you go to a bar, whether you go do drugs, whether you go cheat back with your best friend, whatever it is that you do. <sighs> There's a time frame in which you have to process what just occurred. I heard a scientific fact and fact check me on this, but I think it says after five minutes. In order for you to stay on something, you have to make a conscious effort to mentally keep thinking about it. I think the body, I think it's like five to seven minutes. After that five or seven minutes, you have the ability to move on. What people do, what people do is they keep rehashing it. Like I'll have a situation on a positive note where something will be funny to me. <laughs> Might be at her expense. I it's recognize. At my expense. I recognize it's hilarious to me. Like I can't stop laughing. Like, I be trying to stop. No, you don't. I do. No, you don't. But you know what I do? I replay what happened. <laughs> like, Vegas, we were on a cro- an overpass. I think I told the story on here. And this older guy was pushing a wheelchair. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and something happened. And he, like, kicked it. Or I don't know what happened. And he, I don't even remember the exact word he said. But like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> But he was laughing about it for like hours. And I could not stop because my, I kept replaying it like I literally just did in front of you guys. And it, it's still funny to me today. <laughs> so what happens with trauma is a lot of it's the same thing. And That's... some of it's conscious. Some of it might be subconscious. could be in a dream. But it's your mind constantly playing. And that for me, I had to use in times where I've had fallouts with people. It'd be like your your heart will start to say, I should forgive them. Or I should move on. But I remind myself what they did. Mm. And I'm like, no, I am not going to let that go. I'm still going to be angry or I'm still going to be out hold on them. I'll hold a grudge, all that. I have to fuel that because I believe naturally we as people are forgiving people. We were created that way. 
Um, and so my point in that long story was this woman went from cheating to she made a conscious decision to go find his mother's ashes, which were in his house. Mm -hmm. She thought, grab the ashes, take the ashes, put them in the car. Okay, you get in the car, you sit down, you buckle up. You are now thinking, what am I going to do? At no point did the person videoing, did anyone else that I'm sure she told about this say, hey. Hey, this is probably a bad idea. This is too much. And she went as far as to carry it out. And she didn't just dump out the ashes. She threw the urn over the bridge as well. And so I'm just. I had to beat the bricks off that girl. I'm sorry. Like, I don't think there's a lot of things that deserve. Like, you can't get those back. But you literally cannot get those ashes back. There is nothing in this world she can do to get that back for this man. And I get it. I've been cheated on. I've been pissed. I've wanted to blow stuff up. I've wanted to, like, not literally blow stuff up. <laughs> I was like, that's extreme. But, like, I've been really, really angry at men for the things that I let them do to me. Mm -hmm. However you want to look at that. That is not an extreme I have ever jumped to. I think, mm, whatever she gets, like, because I think she got arrested. And but she's it's like a, going it's just like a misdemeanor. But it's like a misdemeanor charge, so she's not going to do any jail time. Or something. She's, like, she's not going to get the punishment that she deserves, I think. Like, I hope this dude has sisters or somebody who's in the same age range or cousins or somebody who can catch this girl and run the fade because <laughs> that is completely unacceptable. There are a lot of things that you can do to get back at somebody for cheating, but that ain't one of them. And that's the same kind of insanity that was going on in the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard relationship. Like it was just tit for tat and it just got nastier and nastier and nastier as they went back and forth. Like one, did y'all ever love each other? Like, was that a, like, did y'all ever really feel something for each other? Because there's, I just don't believe if you love someone that much, it just breaks down to that. Like, just, it's insane. I can't do it. Again, somebody run fade on that girl who dumped that man's mom's ashes. Like, like, I get it. She wanted to hurt him. She wanted to hurt him. And the most hurtiest way <laughs> she could do it. But that 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 was too much. That was just way, way, way too much. Um mm -hmm. like if I saw her, I might run back. Like, cause like you can't get those ashes back. You can't take back that action. And I think that's what a lot of people don't think about when they're doing all this crazy crap. Like I'm, you know, operating in my emotions. Like you said, I'm putting myself in a position where I'm going to keep replaying, reliving this hurt. So naturally you want to get that out there and make other people or the people who caused you to experience this trauma to feel it too. But eh, I don't know. I don't know, but that was too much for me. Like I said, we'd have to fight because 
Yeah. Ain't no way. My mama? Child. We would. We'd just have to fight because ain't no way. Like, I agree with all that. Like, <laughs> and I can't, no. <laughs> it could, and I got a dog. It better not have been my dog's ashes either. Right. Like, it, it, literally that, nobody. That's, that's, that's. Just that's nothing. Um, so the, the last thing we want in a flip side to the Amber Heard and throwing the ashes is we had the conversation on, we had it about did we have the conversation about me proposing like, like a man considering a woman's ideal proposal did we talk about that on mm-hmm, here mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. so obviously proposal is it's a grand event or it's a grand event in life <clears throat> the way in which you execute it people propose all kinds of ways what what is that nothing go ahead all right. Um, people propose all kind of ways, and it's a moment. A family can be invited. It's it's this big thing, and sometimes in the world we live in, people's too bad about people are inhumane in their thinking, and so at Disneyland in Paris, this lovely couple, this great man, I don't know, I'm assuming he's great. He could be miserable. Um, he decided to propose, and in front of the Disney castle, in front with of the Disney perfect castle, like background, perfect. backdrop, everything. There was no fence in the way. It was perfect sight lines. The audio was there. Everything you could ever want. It's what dreams are made of. And this overzealous minimum wage worker, because <laughs> that's what Disney employees make, <laughs> decided, no, I am not going to let this. Three minute moment last. And he beelines in there, breaks it up, and is like, oh, do it again. Here, worse angle, out of the way. And I think it just is a culmination of everything we've talked about where people are just tripping. People are trash. It's not they don't people see are the, tripping. the foresight, the bigger picture. And that's what I think, to LeBron's credit, he's always seen. And I watch Undisputed every day, but Lord knows I would have a lot more information for Skip Bayless if I was LeBron James. Mm. But he's never said anything because he's always focused on the bigger picture. Right. The foresight to, yes, the temporary moment, I might even be doing the right thing. That worker might have done the right thing. Mm-hmm. But what are we really doing here? And I just feel like we're in a world that is missing that part. Missing the mark. Compassion is the word that you're I'll go with you're the, looking with, for. That's a good word. Um this is another situation where we'd have to fight. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'm saved in everything, y'all. Like I love Jesus. I love the Lord with all my heart. I do, I swear I do. But I think there are some allowances for people who just need to catch these hands because there's no way you don't get that back. You can't recreate that moment. Like the surprise, the shock, the amazement, you know, the overwhelming joy and love that you feel as a woman, that your man is getting down on his knees to propose to you. 
it's the most magical place in the world, Disney. Like that video would have ended completely different had yeah, it been the me. Cloud was it was not a cloud in the sky. It was, it was like blue, literally sunny. the perfect day. Mm. Like they looked cute. Like her hair. Like because if you've been to Disney World, if you've been to Disney like, at any of the locations, the weather is typically pretty warm. And you're walking around all day. You get sweaty. Like she looked great to be have been spent the day at Disney. And to cap off what was probably an amazing experience for her and her family, Disney World in Paris, because who gets to go there that frequently? Like, her boyfriend was proposing. I would have, you know, it don't even matter what I would have done. What somebody should have done was knock homeboy out. Because that was completely unnecessary. The time that it was going to take for him to get down on his knees, say whatever it was he was going to say, and her to scream yes, like, I'm sure would, would have been well within the time that people get to take the picture right there. And even if it wasn't, there was not a single person who was waiting in line to get up there to take the same picture who was like, who would complain. Like, people love love. People love watching people getting engaged. Well, unless it's the Kardashians. Yeah, that too. Like, when we were in, were we in Cabo? I don't know what story you're trying to tell. There was a proposal. Will you uh, marry me? Or was I that? Was, they had like a dinner. I don't think it was a proposal. Because at Cabo, they had the whole thing set up on yeah. the beach. I think they had already. We yeah. were somewhere that we were, when we were in um, Tulum, Riviera Maya, last year with Sheena and Javon. There, there was a proposal? People got engaged, Yeah. They set everything up. I remember all that. Cute. I know it was a proposal. Did we see the proposal? We did. I mean, I saw it. Like I stopped what I was doing. We were in I the pool. I remember setting it, setting it up. Yeah, we were in the pool. Maybe we did. No, know. we had played cornhole, and as we were playing cornhole, they were setting everything yeah, yeah. up. We were playing and the then we got thing. yeah, yeah, Same. yeah. Then we got back in the pool, and I literally I stopped. Like we weren't having any conversations. There were more no more drinks getting got. I sat there and waited to watch the proposal happen. And it was the most beautiful thing. I can't imagine if one of the workers at the whole, the resort had a ran up and said, no, no, no. Like, I would have No, 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 you can't do you it You can't here. do this here. Do it two steps this way. Yeah, oh, man. I would have been pissed. So he's lucky that he caught the couple that he did. Because there's not too many other people that that's going to happen to, and they're just going to be okay and let Disney issue some generic apology like it's all right. Like, Disney needs to be paying for my wedding now. Right. <laughs> we like, need a week's stay at your resort. Because that was completely unnecessary and 1,000% un, um, unacceptable. Oh, yeah. That's because... But this is that's just another like again, I think this is another situation where God would just have to forgive me because somebody's getting knocked out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just one of those things where it's I don't really know what to say. Because we've I've been critical of people being having trash service. And this gentleman was the epitome of by the book. And I don't know that we've heard from him as to what his reasoning was or well, what you're was not so huh? important. Well, maybe you will in this day and age. Disney 
should have put him in front of a camera and said, explain it to these people. That's right. Explain it to these what people you what doing. you did. Like, I don't believe Walt Disney could have been walking down the street and would have been like, move them mm-hmm. so that I can get by. Like, that's just, people just missing it. Um, so hopefully you didn't miss this episode. Great, great things to come. More and more. Uh, so much stuff. Stuff working. We've got, what, like six or seven more shows that we hope to cover for you guys and when we say cover we mean like we go we take pictures and we come back and tell you how awesome of a time it was and videos and we're going to post all of them so you can be there with us and like holding hands virtually so yeah you can do that i'll just stay with the recap videos um we've got yeah we've got that coming up we've got a family trip coming up we've just got a lot of dope content um you have a new show coming? I do. I have a new show. Yes, babe. Thank you for you know reminding me because I definitely forgot. And this is the perfect place to plug it. Starting on June 10th, every other Friday. So I this will Friday. Be, this Friday. And every other Friday after that, I will be on the Fat Girl Chronicles After Dark show <laughs> with my girl Leo Rochelle. Like I love her. I love the other ladies that are going to be on the show. We're going to be talking all things sexuality, sensuality, self-love, self-care. Just a great, great feel-good time at 9 o'clock? At 9 o'clock. So the first episode, very, very first episode is live on Friday, June 10th at 9 o'clock. And you can watch it where? You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on Facebook. There'll be links to it on all of my personal pages. Um, it's just going to be dope. Better than sports talk. So we don't need to take shots at anyone. <laughs> I'm just playing, babe. I love it. But I won't be talking sports this Friday because I'll be... He'll be Justin Bieber. Getting his believer on. Yeah, yeah. Because he is totally a believer, y'all. I am. It's Definitely. kind of weird to see him singing all the songs in the car. Is is it weird? It's it's not you even sing like, mad white music. Yeah, but I'm me. You're you. So I can't like white people. No, you can. You can love them. I, I don't care. There's a lot of don't. It's okay. It's more just the aesthetic of how it looks and sounds. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's just a taste of what we have this week. So definitely tune in. Continue to like. Share and subscribe. Uh, I'm starting to get more and more conversations with out in public, so I really enjoy that. Uh, it's just up and it's stuck. Yesterday's up, up, price up. is not today's price, and we got some more and more great stuff coming. So we hope that you have a wonderful week. We look forward to talking with you next week with any surprise updates we might have, so make sure you have the notifications turned on. Uh, we are on YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok. Instagram, Facebook group. We're starting a um, what's it? What Discord. is it? Discord. So if you want to argue specifically with Ray, because I'm not gonna argue with people online. It's not really an argument when I'm right, but uh, either true. way, yeah. if you want to argue about our points or our takes, or if you just want to be a part of the conversation, Discord is coming soon. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's all we got uh, for this week. You know. In life, things happen. You have the power to choose what you do. Choose wisely. Always bet on you. And thank you for the continued support. We continue to run the numbers up. 
There's the ability to contribute down below. We thank you and uh, have a great week.